0: Hi, I'm Dave from the Comics in Motion podcast, and you're listening to Genuine Chit Chat. Hello there, friends, and welcome to another episode of Genuine Chit Chat. This week I am joined by my occasional co-host Megan, as well as two returning guests, Rhea Carrigan and Spider-Dan. Now, any regular listeners will be aware that I spoke with Spider-Dan literally last week, Uh, so he's back again for more. And also, I spoke with Ria, I think, twice within fairly quick succession towards the end of 2021, and all four of us have done collaborations on the Book of Boba Fett discussion show that I did on Comics in Motion and also my YouTube channel, and lots of other things are in the pipeline. But this conversation in particular is part one of my conversation with them, because it's a nice, long, two-plus-hour conversation about Disney movies. Uh, We're calling this kind of bracket of episodes the disney discussion or disney discussions spider dan has released an episode of his show a couple weeks ago with natalie who's angry andy's partner which was a long four-hour discussion about the qualities of certain female villains in many disney movies and that's kind of almost the part one of disney discussions we've got plenty more ideas in the pipeline which i'll get into in the outro But this conversation in particular is more so of a positive look at Disney. So we've each championed a certain film that's either one of our favourites or we think is one of the best Disney movies, and we speak about it. So part one, we've got Hercules and Beauty and the Beast, and then in part two, we have Moana and Tangled. So I had great fun talking with these guys about this. And as I said, we are going to do a lot more sort of Disney-esque discussions. I've got loads of other ideas for that. But if you can't wait for part two, where we talk about Moana and Tangled, then please consider checking out my Patreon page, patreon.com slash where the full unsplit conversation is already available. If you guys are listening to this, it's already been uploaded over there to Patreon. As well as every week, you get at least one episode of mine and Megan's Afterthoughts show. So you get bonus content, early access, loads of other things for all as little as £1 a month. So um, link to that in the description and I'll give you guys more details of that in the outro. But aside from telling you guys to follow Ria and Dan on social media because they are delightful people and listen to all of the shows they've been on, I'm just going to say thank you so much for listening as always, guys. And uh, I'll be back at the end with more information. So here is part one of our Disney discussion.
1: Hello, Spider-Dan here of the Spider-Dan and the Secret Balls podcast. Just wanted to give you a quick introduction on what I do and why you should check it out. My main mission for the podcast is to spotlight the best-kept secrets in entertainment that a mainstream audience may find boring. I have various guests from all walks of life including friends, family, comic book professionals and actors, while also doing the odd solo podcast and Patreon YouTube video here and there. If you like entertaining and informative discussions and are sick of content creators covering the same old MCU and Netflix programming, take a walk on the wild and the weird side. Swing over to SpiderDanAndTheSecretBalls.com for all the information you may need, such as links to the podcast, social media accounts, and how you can support podcasts. That's SpiderDanAndTheSecretBalls.com. That's B-O-R-E-S. Thanks for joining me, and as always... Prepare for Prattle.
0: Welcome to Genuine Chit Chat, where we have honest conversations with interesting people. And I'm your host, Mike Burton. And we are here, friends, the creaky chair, first sound everyone hears. And uh, it is... A three-guest special episode. We've got Megan, my occasional co-host, with me here. Hello. And um, we've also got Spider-Dan joining us. Hello. I think you were just going to wave then, And I was like, this, <laughs> although there will be video to this, guys, that, slow. <laughs> it, it is primarily audio.
1: Yeah. I've become uh, a mime just for this episode. Purely, <laughs> I will purely be communicating
0: through the means of mime. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that would make a great podcast. But that- uh, maybe t- try and you try it out in your show. And <laughs> we're also here with Rhea. Hello! So, um, yeah, we decided... uh, I was kind of inspired after Spider-Dan had a uh, big old Disney discussion. So this would be a good way for you to plug this unintentional prequel Mm. to this and cause of this and kind of what your show's about as a little... Nice pluggy thing.
1: Oh, well, um, I've got to give credit to my guest on that particular episode. Uh, I'm not going to read off the question because it's too long and it's too complicated, and I was trying not to offend so many people. <laughs> um, but it was basically whether or not the, the female villains in Disney films were a better representation of the feminist ideal. So uh, me and Angry Andrew Reviews, uh, Pan and Natalie, uh, we basically went on a huge... Journey, therapy session, talking (laughs) about all the different Disney villains, female Disney villains. How long was it? Four plus hours uh, initially. I managed to cut twenty-five minutes. Don't ask me how, but I managed. to Only
2: twenty-five.
1: Uh, only twenty-five. But um, but it was really good. I didn't want to cut anything really, but I was like, I can't have a four-hour podcast. That's crazy for me, even for me. Um, and yeah, it was kind of it was her idea, so all credit to her. Um, and I, it made for an amazing discussion, and we talked about all sorts of feminism and and you know just politics in general and stuff that really pissed us off, mostly the patriarchy um and yeah it just became a huge thing and it and I've had such lovely comments from yourself Mike and Rhea and everybody and Tony who's listened so it was it was so so good I'm so glad I did it and and it was nice I've been doing a lot of prison film research so it was nice to get away from that seedy side of the world uh, of filmmaking and
0: dip into the Disney again. Wonderful and uh, so before we kind of delve into that Rhea, did you want to tell people what you're sort of up to podcasting wise before we start?
2: Yes thank you Mike um Mike did warn me beforehand, because as we all know, I am shit at this bit. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to get Femme on the film back on track after a couple of months off, recovering from Christmas pandemic, and now World War Three. So, you know, I thought I'd cheer <laughs> us all up by uh trying to smash the That's patriarchy why We need this That's
0: Yeah, why We exactly. need the Disney discussion.
2: Um pop grillers, we have started a sort of mini Oscar season, which is really fun. Uh I'm about to do a comic book called Habibi on Indie Comics Spotlight with Tony and lovely Blake, which is going to be really interesting discussion. I don't know what else I do. Mike, you did warn me and they came <laughs> out of my head. Oh oh my god, you all need to listen to 20th Century Geek. So Scott and I are talking about Mike Flanagan. Ah, oh, we've just released part one, which is about his films. We've got his TV shows coming up for part two, which is much better than part one, if I will say.
0: Name a couple um, of his films?
2: Oh gosh. Um, so you want me to look up. Oculus, um, uh, so he did Doctor Sleep, Although Mm. probably, that's probably one of his worst ones. You probably want to look at Oculus, Hush, um, Ouija, Origin of Evil, uh, as I've said, Doctor Sleep, Gerald's Games. He's a horror director Uh, and writer. His original stuff is a lot stronger than his Stephen King adaptations. Mm. Um, But his TV shows, you probably would have heard of. So Haunting of Hill House, Mm -hmm. Haunting of Bly Manor, and then Midnight Mass, all on Netflix and... I think he's part of this amazing new horror director, writer crowd that are doing something interesting with the genre. So go listen to me and Scott talking about that because it's fucking awesome.
0: I will make a note of that. And any people who are watching on YouTube can see me holding the pen to make a note of your 20th century geek mm. thing for the show notes, guys. So listening right now, you can go check that out. Finish this conversation first, and then go to it. Please don't just let <laughs> me. Let's, cut, be, let's be a bit more out.
2: wholesome talking about Disney, and then go yeah. and listen to some horror and childhood trauma. It's all about childhood trauma. Hey,
1: well, well <laughs> we got. Fair, into, <laughs> I was going to say, there's, a, there's definitely a link there. True, <laughs> there <is. laughs> there's a lot
2: of trauma in Disney, <laughs> <laughs> packaged up. A bit more prettily, though, in Disney. Yeah,
0: sure, sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, it depends on which Disney films. I mean, the further <laughs> the further back you go, it does get. I mean, there's, it, with Disney films nowadays, it's kind of darkness at the start and it gets lighter. Whereas you go back and it's a bit different. Um, but we decided um, we were talking in Discord. Um, the three of us plus Megan who is uh, chiming in occasionally Uh, she doesn't join our discord channel listeners she's out the comics Comics in motion family loop she refuses
3: I'm like the estranged family member (laughs) I was going to say more like the cool family member like you're just sort of like off doing your own cool thing I'm like uh, (laughs) I'm like like Bruno in Encanto (laughs) Yeah.
2: <laughs> we don't talk about boo, no, no, no. do talk about Megan. So You got, you <laughs> don't
1: talk about So, so me, you're now. like seven foot tall with rats up your back.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so long is back. Yeah, that's exactly what go. I'm like. <laughs> that's
0: cool. How very relevant. <laughs> Nicely done. Um, so we we were chatting and things, and we were talking about some of our favourite movies. Um, and. I think Scott of 20th Century Geek Huzzah um, Spoke about Hercules as well And I know Dan You were uh, watching it too I was Dan was the one who watched it And then 20th Century uh, Scott of 20th Century Geek Confirmed he loved the movie Which surprised me Uh, That's why I prioritised him first I'm sorry Dan Uh, But Dan's been watching Disney movies So it's him and once again yeah. because the, the prequel <laughs> thing put it in our minds and then he mentioned about watching bring Hercules bringing it back to me I, yeah. I, I,
1: I've been I, I've uh, showed people on the discord I've been ruining Disney films for my sister because she's a huge Disney nerd and I've been saying like you know there's a reason there was no sequel to Hercules uh, because you find out in the myth that he murders his wife and children uh, <laughs> thanks to Hera so uh, who is Meg in the Hercules film which I'm sure uh, we'll get onto in a little bit but yeah just things like that just pulling up all these like dark or weird and Things
0: just to ruin it for her, <laughs> uh, and she's like, Stop doing it, you twat. <laughs> We've done more research about this than I have because I, I did look up a little bit of uh, Hercules. Well, we can get into Hercules because Dan's already not, because that's how it kind of started, I suppose. So go. each kind of vaguely champion, like uh, one each of us have got a favorite sort of Disney movie. Uh, we loosely was kind of like two 2D animated, two 3D animated, and we all kind of uh, chose one. And so, my one that I'm championing uh, is Hercules. So, I've written down this. Uh, how long they all are, and the release dates. Uh, so yeah. this is an hour and 33 minutes long, and 1997 this one came out. Uh, so, you know, it's not as old as Beauty and the Beast, but it is uh, one of the older ones. And re-watching this again with Megan, I just, I mean, we've in our relationship, which is nearly four years, we've already watched Hercules at least once before as well.
3: <laughs> at least once before.
0: Yeah, and it's like um, Zero to Hero comes on all the time. And it's just one of those films where I've watched it, I used to have it on VHS. And so I think this was like, most people, uh, like most millennials especially, from the 90s have got those films which are like the film they watched over and over and over again in their childhood. And there's one Disney film people normally have And mine was Hercules, I think. And I think, like, your brother, for example, is Aladdin's.
3: I think my brother's would either be Aladdin or Hercules. So along with that, mine probably is up there with Hercules. I did watch it a lot. Lion King, I I think you watched
0: quite a lot as well, didn't you?
3: It depends. I I hate it when people ask me, what's your favourite Disney film? Because it would depend on my mood. Absolutely. Like, it completely depends on my mood. I love Hercules, but sometimes my favourite Disney film will be The Little Mermaid. It won't always be that. Sometimes it will be Tangled. Sometimes <laughs> it will be Hercules. Sometimes it will be Aladdin. It just it depends on where you get me.
0: Mm, yeah, that's a good point. But
3: Hercules yeah. is always going to be one of the top ones for me.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's like I've, I've vaguely written down sort of some points that a lot of these films have sort of in common. You know, Music of all of these films that we're tackling is obviously quite a big part. And it's a big part of most Disney films. And funnily enough, with the two 3D movies we chose, we choose we chose two of the only ones that aren't Disney Pixar, oddly enough. So these are all mm. purebred Disney mm-hmm. movies, which really surprised me. So um, if we get up, Ria, with Hercules, uh, when, when did, you, did you watch it when it was out in the cinema? What was your first sort of experience with Hercules?
2: So I definitely didn't see it in the cinema, but I saw it when it would have come out on VHS because I am old. I had on VHS. Um, so. <laughs> yeah, so, same
1: here, same here. Because, yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, it would have been the thing that your parents get you out of Disney film at the weekend to keep you entertained last you know they have a have a well-earned rest but for me i never when i was younger i never really enjoyed hercules i think it was part of the period of disney where you know they'd had the lion king in 1994 i want to say mm. and that was pinnacle disney mm. like that was the best disney film that had come out ever like, that's how the world saw it, whether you agree or not. And, you know, and then it was followed up by Poe Hunchback of Notre Dame. Neither were as successful, neither as big. So I guess we could say it's maybe like a dark, less successful period for Disney. And then Hercules came out. And, you know, I remember watching it and not really like, like liking it. But not really thinking too much about it. And then as we all do, as we grow up, we revisit Disney films. And then as soon as I hit my twenties and watching Hercules, it's like, this film is amazing. It's so good. And it's such a strange film within Disney. It doesn't, it is a Disney film, but it doesn't fully feel like a Disney film. There's something just a little bit offbeat about it, which is Mm -hmm. what I think I really like. I think it's so strange. because It brings in like pure comedy elements. We've got like Danny DeVito. um, And it's not, there is a love story, but it's, you know, there's no, it's not a female protagonist falling in love. Although a different discussion about whether Disney females are protagonists or not. Um, It's, and then watching again for this I was like it's such a weird film, I love it Mm. like I really love it, it feels sort of like it could have been along the lines of sort of some of the animation studios that brought out like Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat, so they brought out some sort of like (laughs) <laughs> mike
3: oh. hates so, that film uh, I do. because it's terrible
2: because
3: oh no <laughs> <How> <laughs> i'm sorry
0: how I'm sorry. dare you We've made, it's one of megan's like musicals Is i've been it? trying to get the musicals only
3: only because i mean to be fair like i've re- re-watched it with mike mike watched it for the first time and he absolutely hated it i loved that film as a kid so i had a copy of it, at VHS, at my mum's house, at my house, and then I had a copy of it, at VHS, at my grandparents' house as well, Ooh. so that I could watch it wherever I went. <laughs> um, I mean, that's and so adorable. I loved that film. um So when I rewatched it with Mike, I appreciate that it isn't the best musical, but for nostalgic purposes, I felt warm
0: inside. I would and argue totally. that's lovely. Aside from Cats, yeah. is probably the worst musical, I'd say. I, don't <laughs> I would uh, Donny Osmond's got a great singing voice but I would say that apart from that one element the rest of it is bad anyway sorry Rhea we interrupted you with it. Well, sorry about us sorry With um... uh,
2: but you know that's how I feel about you know like Sword in the Stone the Aristocats mm. and stuff like that I loved them as a kid like I was like obsessed with them and now I watched them as a grown up and I'm just like they're not that great mm. like really but I think with yeah there's just something about Hercules like there's Things that they do, which you watch as growing up, you know, like sort of like really cleaning up Zeus and his little act. Apparently he was happily (laughs) married, was he? Uh, And loved all of his children, did he? Um, (laughs) But, you know, there's stuff like that sort of like, you know, sort of raise a bit of an eyebrow at. But there's something just about it that, like the animation all feels slightly off, but in a good way. You know, it all feels really flat, but as if it's painted on a on a Greek vase or something mm. like that. And it really works when you watch it, especially as a grown up and grown up as an adult. <laughs> I, don't know why I keep calling myself a grown up, um, <laughs> you know, and there's the music in it. You know, I don't think there are songs that are pure belters. You're not going to sit there and be like singing it out to, to like the crowds. Mm but there's something really special about go the distance and how mm-hmm. it is throughout the whole film. And you just hear the, like the notes of it come through it really poignant moments in the film mm. and it works so well. It ties it all together. I just think it's really, really good.
0: Yeah. I mean, I agree with um, a lot of that, apart from the thing you said about the music. how dare you. <laughs> Zero to Hero is that song. There are I mean, Zero yeah. to Hero is, is
1: fantastic. I would argue one but of the da- best the Disney Danny, songs The I
0: Danny DeVito
1: song you could have cut.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so you yeah, want but- to be a hero, kid? Well, <laughs> <that's you. laughs>
0: well we've got Danny DeVito here in the studio. So.
3: I- <laughs> that <laughs> that absolutely for fucked my voice. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I love I love Danny DeVito, but he's he's not a singer. He is a director. He is an actor. He is
0: a performer, but he is he's not a singer. I'm sorry, um, <laughs> that's correct. Uh, yeah, uh, should, should I should I talk
1: about it? Should I go?
0: Yeah, I thought that was yeah. a good nice segue. I was going to let you just go straight into it, and then you're like, became self conscious. No, I'm like, no, I've ruined Danny. it. I've ruined, ruined the night.
1: Um, no, uh, I, I I agree with Rio. I think it is a little bit of an off kilter one. Um, it it almost kind of is a Disney princess. Hercules is a Disney princess in a sense because mm. it is that same story of uh, longing and wanting to belong and find your place in the world. And I think uh, again, going off what Rhea said about the like when I was a kid. I did go see this at the cinema, but I had gotten really into at school. Like one of the only subjects I was ever interested in was Greek mythology. Because I went this stuff is great. This is like monsters and heroes and you know, all that sort of stuff. I'm like, and it's and it had a bit of like edge to it as well. At, at the time, I was like, oh, this is edge. Uh later on I go, that's that's not edge. That's just <laughs> that's just that's just horribleness. It's all the horribleness. Um, but I was like, Oh, this is a little, you know, this is edgy, kind of edgy stuff we were being taught in school. I kind of like that that element of it so when I went to see Hercules I was kind of expecting maybe them obviously it's a Disney version of Hercules mm-hmm. and I think I'd also been watching the legendary journeys of Hercules in the early 90s with uh, an actor we don't really want to talk about anymore mm-hmm. Kevin Sorbo um, and that was by Sam Raimi i had Bruce Campbell, Zena, and all that—that that was all kind of quite, you know, a bit gritty. So I think when I was went to see this, I was expecting it to be a bit more kind of like, yeah, a bit more grit. But obviously, it's painted over with the Disney lens and the, you know, all that sort of stuff. um Coming back to it recently, I did really appreciate. I think the music is good. I think the—is um, uh, it the muses? Is it the muses? Mm. Yeah fantastic amazing uh, but I, re- I really like meg's song about not falling in love mm-hmm. as well it's like i and i love that she's like the complete kind of flip of what uh, previous disney heroines were like she's like she's jaded she's sarcastic she you know sticks up for herself she comments on the misogyny of that giant horse centaur man um <laughs> If they can, I'm sure that well, they can commit misogyny because that's what they were doing, um, you know. And I, I love, I love that element. I think it's a good kind of. There's a real character there, and I love that kind of, you know. There's a lot of this talk about the earlier Disney princess not having that much edge, or you know, falling into the kind of damsel in distress sort of thing. Uh, I mean, she even comments on that in the film, um, and and I like that. I like her story and her arc. Uh, within it, I think the what the one of the best things they do in it to take out all the Greek mythology ickiness, we'll call it, um, is actually transplant a lot of the Superman story into Hercules hmm. because he is he is a lost child from a civilization. He goes to Earth. He's adopted by loving human parents. He feels out of place. He is incredibly strong and and feels like he doesn't belong there. He's not found his place in the world. So there's a lot of that which I think really is is a lot of the glue to this story and holds it together. Um, again, another actor you probably don't want to do want to talk about but don't want to talk about is James Woods, and I think he gives an excellent performance in this. I do th- think it's a credible, funny, menacing performance as Hades. However, the actor himself I'm not a big fan of, mm-hmm. and I think if you if you Google him a little bit, you'll find out why he's not so good. Um, but yeah, I think I think there is something again, like just off in the good way. Not, it's not the classic Disney model, and mm. I think that is to its strength. I think you see a lot of the kind of the uh, the beginnings and the kind of internals of what would like turn into a Tarzan like film. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I think there's a lot of tarzan here you can see the kind of beginnings of that and obviously they go a little bit more serious and a a little bit more goofy at the same time in some some aspects of that film but there's definitely some of that that um foundation let's call Mm. it there so um but yeah it's it's a fun film i like it um and again you do get a bit of the goriness you get the hydra battle which i think is pretty cool it's pretty uh the action's
2: really good for a disney film of that time the action's fantastic it's really well edited you can follow it all and it's just really well presented
0: Mm. Mm. well i was going to say i want to get megan's thoughts on this but i'll just quickly add two little things beforehand one of the directors of this film is also the director of the little mermaid and aladdin and treasure planet and the princess and the frog and moana (laughs) so almost all the best considered Disney films Uh, his name is Ron Clements and then uh, the other co-director was uh, John Musker who seems to have done all those films as well so it's a duo um, those two Um, but I think I was going to say before letting Megan give her opinion is um, the animation style I just want to say that what I've noticed in this film and I think it did it in Beauty and the Beast a bit but not as much was that the the things in the foreground the characters all the things at the front all the colouring in that is block colour. So it, you notice that it's it's block or it's, you know, someone like drawn a line of another colour over it, whereas all the backgrounds are used, like water-painted mm. sort of backdrops and things. And it helps bring a level of sort of artificial 3D to it, is what I've kind of noticed. It's because they're slightly different styles and it pops out a bit more. It's like having text in bold. They have that in Hercules and like the way they outline things as well. And I just, I really love that, even though, you know, some of the 3D animation, especially in the films we're going to talk about are like the bloody water and Moana. Jesus. Yes. Uh, that sort of stuff. You know, in Hercules, it's quite, it's simple, but when they have to make it more complicated, like the Hydra and things, it's it's so well done. Megan, <laughs> any thoughts on that? And then the general film, uh, Hercules. I like Hercules. Cool. Thanks, <laughs> Megan. Right. on. <next. laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> like, I find it difficult because obviously, like... <laughs> both Rhea and Dan have just given like this really like intricate explanation as to their opinions and analysis of the films and I'm like I like it <laughs>
0: <laughs> when did you first when did you first watch Hercules oh I have no idea when I first watched it <laughs> so it's just always been it's, it's just in always
3: life? been in the, in the background it's always been one of those films that my brother and I have liked like I put it so we watched it on Valentine's Day just by chance that it was that day yeah and um I put, I think I put it on Facebook and like the first comment that I got in a response, I said, I said um, like Valentine's Day, what the watching Hercules is the perfect movie, really, right, really, right, whatever. And my brother commented saying, I think you mean Hunky Lees. <laughs> like, oh, my God. It's just Hang one of... his fits. Hang oh, see, I disagree. So I don't think he's attractive.
0: What? No. He's drawn
2: really beautifully, I
0: think. I think Meg's drawn very beautifully. Oh, yeah, Meg stunning. Meg, Meg is, stunning. Meg Meg is, is
2: absolutely fit. stunning. She's, like, <laughs> the
1: hottest. She's and her is, personality is as well. Yeah, yeah she's she's <laughs> carved out marble. She's she's my type.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you're my type, Megan. Oh, Meg, Megan. Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. good. Ah, yeah. Except
3: no one calls me Meg.
0: No, oh. not really. And nor Should, would I want shouldn't to. Uh, Maga- <laughs> is Megara? Is that her full name? Megara. Yeah, it is Megara. Maga- I call you Magano. You do. Because Magano, Oregano. But <laughs> that's, uh, that's a different thing. Um, <laughs> she's Italian, for people who don't
3: know. A- so. Anyway, I like this
1: film. <laughs> you, are, you, are you
0: being racist, Mike? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, they pronounce it Oregano. That's kind of why the Americans... You oh know God. what I am a little Oregon. bit Italian how too. It like that? How do they
3: pronounce it? Oregano. <laughs> That's right. Well, anyway, right. Okay, anyway.
0: Lost that completely. Hercules, you obviously you've you've known about you watched this... it since you were a kid. So what is it? How do you think it ranks against some of the other Disney films?
3: It's always going to be one of my favorites. It is the same thing when we talk about Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. I like this film because of nostalgic reasons as well. Like I like the quotability of it, like the fact that the muse goes, I think you mean Hercules. It's <laughs> great. I love it. It makes me laugh. And I think Hades is such a good villain. Yes, like he is by far one of the best Disney villains mm-hmm. because he's so ridiculously sarcastic. Like he actually has like some personality to mm. him, whereas there are like other Disney villains that kind of fall a bit flat
1: mm. he's got a lot of levels hasn't he, he plays yeah. the l- and he's changed constantly going through them and you can tell that as well visually because of the flame gets hotter
0: the angrier gets and, and the animation yeah. of that is different styling mm. as well That's kind of that partial 3D-ish kind of mm. fire on there which I think works really well uh, as well with it all and um, obviously, you guys have mentioned there's an all star cast. We mentioned the animation style, and it is it is funny. There's a couple of like little uh, moments I noticed. There's one which is probably my favourite thing I had not noticed before, but I think I'm I think you two will probably know this, which is when uh, Hercules. I think when he pushes everything down and everything. No, it, no Sorry. So it is when uh, panic and the other one, pain. Panic, panic and, and pain. <laughs> could not think of what it was. It's quite obvious now. Um, when they become kids, and they go in the cave, and it's before the Hydra stuff. One of them yells, um, "Cool." IXII and that's 911 or I I may have written it down wrong but it's 911 which it was um I've completely messed that up. That's you're staring. Everyone's staring at me now. I was like, I just thought that was funny. It saying is, it in funny. Roman numerals. It is it's funny. your
2: delivery yeah. just was you know It's
0: you doubted yourself at yeah. the
2: end. We could Sorry. all feel it.
0: I completely. I was like, I was, I was like, I'm talking and trying to work out what nine one one is in American Roman numerals. In I
2: American, it's because
0: nine one one's American. It's not nine nine nine, and that's what I was getting confused with. I was like, no, but nine 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 be X I X I X I. No, because it's American. That's why it threw me right off. <laughs> anyway, damn Americans.
3: One other Thing that I really like in Hercules that makes me laugh a lot is the guy who comes out with the trench clothes and he's like, You want to buy a sundial? (laughs) <laughs> that bit really made me laugh as well like, Oh I've just i
1: have just confused a bit from because uh, 'cause I've watched all these Disney films like back to back. I'm confused a bit from Hunchback if that was in Hercules, which is the guy who, who falls out of it, he gets released out of the manacles. and he's like, I'm free oh, yeah. and, and then he falls into another trap and like, ah yeah. oh, darn
3: it <laughs> A very, very underrated Disney movie. Yeah, Hunchback. I
1: I hadn't I hadn't seen that since I saw it the cinema, which was 1997. And this was about the age where I was kind of going like, again, I was like, I want grittier, more violent adult things. Um, uh, Unbeknownst to me, when I went to watch it back, I was like, oh, it starts with racially aggravated murder and baby drowning. (laughs) okay why did why did I think this wasn't gritty enough for me <laughs> of, in 1997 I was like this, this is like oh it's not not enough I need more bloody guts I I'm went
3: like, to <laughs> I went to World Book Day in year three dressed as Esmeralda <laughs> did anybody raise an eyebrow no before? I don't really think anyone knew who I was to yes. be honest everyone else was dressed up as like Harry Potter and I'm there as like Esmeralda <laughs> uh
0: well, Hunchback and Notre Dame—that is, yeah, it's an underrated Disney film that is, uh, is really good. I mean, it's not quite Hercules. That's me. It honest here. Hercules. <laughs> Hercules is I
1: mean, it, top it top might 10. be as good as Hercules if it didn't have gargoyles in it.
0: Yeah, they—they they are absolutely <laughs> atrocious. You, you despise the gar- the gar- gargoyles of the Hunch. I can barely. I've only. Yeah, seen you're broken from, today. Yeah, I am. I, it's because I'm chewing gum and it's throwing off my. How it's so working? Chewing gum. <laughs> How so dare you? I've got a bit of a dry throat, and it's just if <laughs> yeah. I chew gum. it there was it just it was when I was watching it
1: again. I was like, "All oh, right, they're burning down people and locking them in their houses in the Hunchback. They're literally burning families alive." And the gargoyles <laughs> go, "You know what? We need an upbeat song to cheer up Quasimodo <laughs> right now as Paris is burning." Um, no.
2: Not the, the right
3: Megan's, time, guys. And Megan's
0: like, yes, best film ever. I will say, with, with um, back to Hercules, mm. uh, one Sorry. of my favourite scenes... You don't need to ever apologise for You mean, mean hunchback <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't, actually. Um, in, in Hercules, one of my favourite moments is arguably the most harrowing moment of the whole film which is when he swims into uh, River Styx mm. and he just gets older and older as he grabs Meg's soul it's it's brutal he's still even today I'm like Stock. Jesus and it's so mm. emotional and you can feel it and you're like he he could die here obviously as spoiler! As an adult, it's like he's not, not going to die, is he? Um, spoiler! No one is listening spoiler to us alert. talk about Hercules. Hercules doesn't n- die. Ninety-seven.
2: <laughs> the hero in the film that it's named after does not die. Spoiler alert!
0: I, I don't know if there are many films that that happens, but I don't want to ask if you. I don't want anyone to tell me if there are because because I can't yeah, think Dan. of any. Yeah, because if, if I can't think of any, and then you go, oh, this one that Mike hasn't seen. It's like, oh. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's probably a few biopics that that happens. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. <laughs> nice, um, but yeah, that's one. I think with Hercules, we can move on to the next one after I ask you guys. Are there any sort of final thoughts or any favourite parts of Hercules, or even any parts that you weren't as fussed on? But if you do that, I'm going to kind of zoom past you quite quickly because I'm a simp for Hercules.
2: <laughs> Only positive shit here.
0: <laughs> no, not necessarily.
2: Just the muses are amazing. The yeah. muses are like mm. one of the best bits in it.
0: Yeah, yeah the
2: absolutely. muses are Meg. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I,
1: I I quite like at the end. Because you think after the whole Titan plot and you know, also the the gods. I don't know how they beat the Titans in the first place. Because they're yes. useless. Absolutely yes. Absolutely yes. Fucking yeah, right. Useless at fighting them. <laughs> like this they all time. get
2: caught in like two minutes.
1: Yeah. Like oh, yeah, and, and Zeus throws lightning bolts and they don't work. And then Hercules releases them. And they're like, oh,
0: they work now. <laughs> weird. And oh, that's his only power. It's like you, you literally are basically god. You created everything. <laughs> yeah, and also, you can't do anything <laughs> other than throw lightning bolts. Yeah. Someone else makes for you. Also, is it Hephaestus? He- yeah. Hephaestus. Yeah. Yeah.
3: He's the guy that's making all the bolts isn't he he's like five of them like that's literally your job you're you not good at your job
1: <laughs> you got you've got immortal life and you don't do anything with it what are you doing need a um, performance with you. but yeah i was i was just saying that after after that finale and like hades is over it's done and dusted i love that you have the kind of like the epilogue with the the diving into the the river sticks and stuff because it's quite you know you have the big bombastic thing but you have this quiet moment and you get the villain to be a little bit more villainous and a bit conniving and he could still win and then obviously it doesn't but uh mm. but the there is that little kind of epilogue to it which I quite like because normally it would just be like that's the end you know roll credits sort of thing Hercules is God da saved. Um and I like I also like the fact that he believed like the the trope and of believing what everybody else is saying or believing what society believes you to be or what a hero should be. It's like, well, that's not gonna get you into into Olympus, because that's not what a hero is. But everyone told me I'm a hero, I'm a hero, I've done all the things, I've killed all the beasts, I've done all the tasks. But it's not it's not enough. You've got to do other stuff. You've got to find the hero within yourself.
0: I think and you're going to sing then.
1: <laughs> then. Maybe maybe later. Maybe I mean, I that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, lo- I like that as well.
0: Yeah. I, I love Hercules. I think it's, it's one of my favourites. Uh, I don't necessarily think it's the best, but there is a film no. in this discussion, which I do think is the best Disney okay. film. I, maybe ever, but I think, none we didn't mention here so far for me, is I think Toy Story... One or two, but Monsters, Inc., I think. and I mean, Bugs That's Life. Disney Pixar. Yeah, I know, Bugs Life. They're all pretty special as well. I think they're some of the best Disney films as well. But um I think um a p- the only other question I've got regarding Hercules um, would just be, would anyone actually want a live action of this? Because I yeah. keep hearing rumours and getting semi-excited, and then I re-watch this, and I'm like, the only reason I'd even want one is to watch the same plot again and different. But I know I wouldn't like it as much, and I know they'd ruin the songs. Because if they did what they did with Mulan and basically go, hey, here's all the fun, out. And then what's left is a really average martial arts film, but with no edge to it at all, and it's worse than every other film of this genre ever made. So why Mm. would you ever watch it if it has no charm? And that's why I worry if they do a thing with Hercules, is if they do a Mulan on it, it's like, no, you need the music.
2: They'll He-Man it. They'll He-Man Masters of the Universe, which I love that film from my childhood, but I don't want Hercules to be made as Dolph Lundgren as Mm. Hercules.
0: Hmm yeah that would be bizarre um, but let's let's move on so um, one of you two so uh, up next on my list is actually Beauty and the Beast uh, that wasn't my. I think that's just the order we watched it yeah if you are both okay with I... Beauty and the Beast next and yeah. then, then yep. I should it... have said Dan and then not revealed it
1: oh, oh well. it's me it's
2: me oh, uh, <laughs> sorry his... <laughs> uh,
0: and I'm wearing We're we'll talk
2: about the 1991 animated version
0: yes because I haven't seen the live action remake. let's let's get that
1: you know, there's there's thoughts and feelings about that in comparison to this, but we won't go into it. But Beauty and the Beast, a tale as old as time, or as, as old as 1991. Um, so Beauty and the Beast, I think, was arguably one of the stronger films to come out of what we call the Disney Renaissance. Hmm. So you've had quite a long period. I think it's between, they call the Disney quote-unquote dark age from 60 1966 to about 88 mm. so that was a long period that was considered the dark age um and this was kind of part and parcel of them going right we want to capture that um the beauty the grandeur the epicness and the wholesomeness of kind of the sleeping beauty type films of that era they're like let's bring it in cinderella or let's bring it all back to that and, and this was their attempt, but obviously it was obviously changed, it was altered. Times have moved on, so they've, you know, they've done The Little Mermaid, which, uh, excuse the pun, but I think Little Mermaid was the dry run, if you will, for this film. Because I think, I mean, there's no film without talking about the leading character, which is Belle. I think Belle is not only the kind of catalyst... She's the main character. She leads the film. She drives the plot. She is the film. I think without Belle, you've not got a film straight away. There is nothing there. And I think she is arguably the most progressive Disney character at that point. I think she is constantly challenged by society's expectations, the patriarchal society, what all the idiot men in the film and idiot. <laughs> You know living objects and furniture and cutlery, <laughs> you know think things she should be doing and acting and saying and you know there's there's all this thing she should be. I still don't kind of get why the village thinks she's so odd because I'm like she just likes to read. It's not, it's not. that obvious. Because women aren't meant to read. I mean, yeah, yeah at obviously, that time, Dan. Women
2: weren't. Yes. You no, know, they weren't supposed to read because of that's, course you know, having yeah. an education. They don't want women to have an education. You just be pretty. You learn how to pour tea. Mm. You learn how to make your children be quiet so they don't annoy <laughs> and, anybody in the village.
0: And more importantly if you don't get them to read, then they are trapped inside the home. They can't learn anything exactly. to actually get them out of the box. You've put them in and, you know, you entrap someone with education, stop them learning. It makes them less likely to be able to escape the clutches. For, for some
1: reason, for some reason, <laughs> even though this is God knows when in France, I was looking at it through modern eyes. Then mm. I was like, like, I was like, women always read in 1991. Women were reading. <laughs> I remember, I remember <laughs> women reading, reading, reading back then. They were, they were well into it. It was a big thing back then. Uh, um, yeah, like and I think one of the best kind of culture clashes or ideal clashes in this film is is the the pairing of Gaston, who is this overbearing, horrific, patriarchal misogynist, is only interested in Belle for her looks and her beauty, and not about her mind, her intelligence, her will, her character. And, and I, 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 I love Belle so, so much. And I think that is probably why I'm not so keen on the remake of it, because it's such... Uh, her character is so... It's a great thing about Belle. <laughs> about another... Of a, mil, a million things. But <laughs> she doesn't really have a, a character arc in this. Everyone else changes around her, especially the Beast. Because she is already set. This is her. She has decided who she wants to be, how she wants to live her life, what she wants to do with it, and everyone else is is moved or changed or you know destroyed in some cases in relation to Belle. Like it's the world does revolve around her. The story does revolve around her, and and I and I love that the fact that just the, to have such a a, a great fully-fledged character at the beginning and to get that across so quickly. And it's not a long film. It is a short, short film. Mm-hmm. And they were able, able to do that. And I'm even wearing blue in respect to Belle because nobody <laughs> else, nobody else other than the Beast, after he's fallen in love with her, um, you know, wears blue in the film, if you notice. Um, and, and I love the idea of feeling like the odd one out, the odd duck, not feeling right, you know, always feeling like you're, you know, you know, the Beast represents that as well, like physically, like he he changes emotionally and physically throughout the film, psychologically, uh, and it, everything happens because of Belle, and happens and it's, the story is pushed forward because of Belle and, and the things she wants. And it, I think it's just incredible, just based on that character alone, I think you do not get your Moanas, you do not get your Rapunzel's, you don't get any of that without Belle. Belle walked, so they could run, including Meg, because this film predated that. Mm. That's right, Meg as well. All, yeah. all of the Disney heroines after that, I think, owe something to, to the Little Mermaid a little bit. You know, I'm not saying that Little Mermaid's bad, but I think I think Belle absolutely nailed. They were they got exactly what they wanted to get out of that film. That's what I believe.
0: I will mention that uh, Beauty and the Beast* year was 91 and it's, I think, an hour and 24 minutes mm. uh, from that. But, um, Megan, Rhea, one of you. Okay, Rhea then. <laughs> I,
2: guess I want my... you to, to go first because okay. we had a chat in Discord. Unfortunately, you weren't involved, Megan, because you're the cool auntie. Um, <laughs> so I'd like you to go next because I thought you had an interesting opinion on Beauty and the Beast.
0: Oh.
3: Did I?
2: Was it no, as in we... Mike oh right I was going to say I was <laughs> oh. like I don't think I've said anything oh, I, me. well, <laughs> right. you... I realised there's two of you on the screen and yes. you also can't see me looking directly at my... <laughs> Yeah,
0: the one that you're pointing to yeah. on the screen yeah, yes yes
2: there, um, well you... Megan do you want to say
0: what was the thing that you, you were surprised about when we watched Beauty and the Beast the, 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 I don't remember the, the actor
3: <laughs> what actor?
0: the one actress in. oh
3: right so I was like we were like we're about to watch Beauty and the Beast and I was like yes give me Angela Lansbury can't wait to have Angela Lansbury and Mike's like who's Angela Lansbury and I'm like it's fucking Jessica Fletcher I'm like it's Jessica Fletcher from Murder She Wrote and he's like who's Jessica Fletcher and I'm like what is wrong with you but then we met up with our friends and I told this exact story hoping for the reaction that I got from you two and I said the exact same thing and they were like, who's Angela Lansbury? And I was like, Jessica Fletcher. And they were like, we don't know who that is. And I was like, what was going on? So, I was
1: Mike, like, it's you... Jessica Fletcher. And Mike, have you seen Bedknobs and Broomsticks?
3: That's exactly
0: why I asked him as well. I think I, I might have done when I was like... A Bobbing kid. along I've, the bottom I've of the beautiful
1: briny sea. In my mind, <laughs> I can
0: remember at least a clip of it. And I don't think I've ever watched a trailer for it. So I think I've seen it Mike, in the past. Mike,
1: you have to watch Angela Lansbury fight the Nazis.
2: <laughs> mm, she does.
3: What? Yeah. Pretty that,
1: fucking good at it. That wow. is a fucking Disney film where the Nazis
3: are the villains. You have to see it. Yeah. Wow. And That's she has door. a car that releases like a weird yellow <laughs> fume, and it smells like sulphur.
1: <laughs> and it's, and it's a, again, it's a Disney film where a little boy talks about rubbing his knob. <laughs> <laughs> what
0: is happening? Why are you guys? I don't. You, I don't understand. I'm not. Bed, it's a bed knob, Mike. It's a bed it's a knob. 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 Um, bed knobs and broomsticks. <laughs> I thought there was actually a scene where. That no, was it's, it's not. It's not one of those. Can, it's not, not one of those films. Just to yet. Have a little boy wanking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like Shrek, like innuendo. You know, the insinuation of it. That's what I thought he was no. getting at.
1: It's not one of those Disney films that needs to be cancelled. Don't worry. It's just, it's just a bed knob. He rubs a bed knob. It's magic.
2: I mean, yes. we do need to do uh, Jessica Fletcher. Podcast now. Like, we talked, like, she wrote. I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, my whole I can't. Get wait, 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 that wait, that wait! I've got it. I've don't got it. Who Jessica Fletcher is? That's why I just couldn't talk then.
1: I've got it. Murder, murder, it. murder, she podcasts. Murder, she podcasts. That's rough. Done. Such a well, shit. All right, all right. Anyway, I can't, can I can't she wrote. Does it
0: not make more sense? Fuck
1: you. <laughs> 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 you had, you've you've had like another thirty seconds to think of that before I did. <laughs> All right, that was right off the top of my head, the tippy top. I didn't
0: yeah. want to do an Angela Lansbury podcast because you're not good right, enough. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay.
1: right.
0: this, is becoming an, this is becoming an Angela Lansbury podcast. Everyone can get Now that. we have to stop this discussion and <laughs> <laughs> change it. Change course. Um, but Anyway, Angela Lansbury, um, the person that I didn't really know anything about. Um, he plays the teapot. He plays the teapot. Mrs. Yes. Potts. Yes, yeah, love Potts. it. Yeah. Um, did you want to say anything else before? I think I remember what I was <laughs> going to say about it.
3: The only thing that I'm going to say, and this is something that you said to me, hmm. is where are all her children? It's <laughs> like, so weird, isn't <laughs> it? Like, she has... Don't think too hard about it. It's <laughs> really has... disturbing. She has Chip. <laughs> she's like, go on, get to bed. It's getting late. And then she's like, join the others that are sleeping. And then when they turn human again, there's only one kid. <laughs> like, what happened to all the other children?
0: They all crummed like that in the cupboard, <laughs> like
1: crushed up. Also, why is... why does Chip have an American accent?
3: <laughs>
0: yeah. Why is she the she likes and gets out? Yeah, never.
3: and why does Chip... Obviously, his name is Chip, so that is the reason he has a chip. But what is the equivalent of that as him as a as a
1: human? Like, surely he must have some sort of... Oh, oh! I read this today. I read this today oh, on really? the IMDb. It's, he's got when he comes back at the end. He's got a chip in his tooth. Yeah, he's got a oh, chip too. But, but I, I was expecting him to come back and he's just got his head <laughs> cracked open. He's just like, oh, mom, <laughs> <laughs> bow." <"Bounce!"> uh,
0: <laughs> I cracked as a cop. You shouldn't have changed me that <laughs> why,
1: why did you do this to me? Are they
0: they like immortal? Are they immortal
1: yeah. It's it's I'll be honest the enchantment
0: of it That's where really it make loses sense. Yeah. That, that's it, where the film for me oh, is as I'm sorry.
2: Uh, Mike wants realism in no, a Disney film with
0: no. magic. No. Oh consistency. I want to understand what's going on. I want to understand why there was one scene of Angela Lansbury taking Chip to bed showing Maybe hundreds of cups <laughs> for, for literally no reason apart from to put him to bed, which, yeah, children go to bed. Big Wop. Big Wop? Big Wop. <laughs> big Wop. <laughs> One of those big old Wops. <laughs> no, Big Wop. Um, that happens, and it's just like, why? Why show us that? And then at the end, not show us an ocean of children running when Chip was okay. And we're like, because oh my god, we brothers just- and sisters, yeah. Because it would
1: cost too much money, Mike. That
0: was it.
3: <laughs> that's what I said. I was like, they have to pay people if they have speaking roles. Yes. Why even and show that scene of animation. the minute? <laughs>
1: I've, I've done a lot of research on IMDb, and I learned that they, they made a full script before they started animating this. Because notoriously, the Disney animators got a little too into it, and would spend, we overrun, and would make too much stuff, animate too much stuff, and they'd have to cut it. And they're like, "We're not paying you to make this stuff; we're not going to use." So stick to the script. <laughs> um, but with uh, with Beauty and the Beast as well, I think I think you have to talk about the music because I think with all these Disney films that we're talking about, the music is a key part, and and it is. Uh, in in some ways kind of more important than the script or the story or com- some of the comedy moments or the character moments um because the the like a good musical it tells you everything you need to know about the characters and uh and unlike uh all the other choices you guys have brought to the table mine's won oscars
0: is it, is mine
2: I mean, I mean, I would like to talk about Oscar wins if that's what you want to do. <laughs> if you want to go down that road, sir, <laughs> mine's mine's well one no, there. That's a different podcast.
1: Okay, okay, that's fair enough. Oscar popcorn, Oscar stubs. Check <laughs> it out, you, check man. it out, right? <laughs> man. Um, but yeah, like it won, it won, uh, when uh, so it was the only animated movie, the first animated movie ever to be nominated for Best Picture, awesome. and that didn't happen again until 2010 with Up. So that's good. Twenty years or so, I think, if my maths is right. Um, it was nominated for best score that it won. Oh, by the way, it lost out to *Silence of the Lambs*. So, you can have that comparison in your head. Which one's better, *Beauty and the Beast* or *Silence of the Lambs*? Lambs? Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> a very,
0: very different film, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> not, not the same mood. If I'm to moved for a Disney film, yeah, I don't d- know. I don't know. if... I don't I know if uh, double
2: build them for my three-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> How
0: I lovely. was going to
1: say Buffalo Bill's not exactly the Disney princess, is he? Uh, no, no, as, as she as
2: she walks around going, rub the lotion on your skin. <laughs> I imagine if it did that and she walked up to nursery.
1: Taylor's as, as old as time, rub the lotion <laughs> on the skin. Um but yeah, I I love it. Speaking of Angela Lansbury as well, um, I've got all these IMDB facts I've memorized. Um, she wasn't supposed to sing the title song that won the Oscar, Bewing the Beast. Uh, she was like, Oh, I think that's better for another character. And they were like, oh, let's go. we'll get you to sing the backing track. And it was like, they were like, no, oh, okay, then. She uh, sung the backing track, did it in one take, and they went, that's perfect, that's going in the film. Wow. Wow.
0: And Sick.
3: this is why Angela Lansbury She's is the fantastic. Goat.
0: She is the my, goat. My perspective is that the music in Beauty and the Beat isn't that good. Babe. I'm sorry when I say it's not that good I'll, I'll reiterate it's because what I said to them in the Discord <laughs> it's what I, in, in Discord is one of the points I made where I was for me I don't think this hit the same heights as a lot of the other Disney films but then again I suppose around the 90s I'm just kind of cherry picking all the, my, the best ones you know mm. sort of Aladdin, Lion King, Hercules whereas there's the sort of the more middle ground ones. I don't remember liking Pocahontas that much. Is when was Sword in the Stone? Was that eighties or was that way back? Oh, I think that's like fifties, sixties. I think. Yeah, Sword in the Stone, Stone. is. Old. I used to just watch that a lot as a kid. I can't remember. But anyway, um, with it, I found that I don't oh, think the music's bad. The, the songs in Sword the Stone are awful. So <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't thinking of that.
2: Sixty-three Sword in the Stone. Sixty-three. Thank you, Rhea. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, no, with with the music, uh, the first the first song or two I think are good. I think that the Bell Walk Around the Village song mm. is good, and I think there's the the, the one with all the objects
3: Peckles all the sing yeah be our, be our Guest our way, I thought
0: Be Our Guest yeah I that, our Guest I thought that was um, yeah that was Be g-
2: Our Guest Be Our Guest to put your service to the test
0: that exactly. one exactly um, I thought that was good but
3: <laughs> I can't <laughs> I th- sing I don't know why I keep
2: nah. on
0: singing do it. Fun. Fun. You've you got to, do it it's fun it's
3: Disney it brings, it brings it out in you <laughs>
0: Um, I think that um, I've written specific notes about this, which is uh, I Ooh. think the Beast singer sounds really weird and doesn't sound anything like the Beast. I don't know if it is the same person. I... To I, be
3: it, fair, I did make that comparison as well. It didn't sound like it was the same actor.
1: I, I don't I don't know if it is. I think it might be, but mm. I know that they, I know when he becomes human again and I know Rhea doesn't fancy the human Beast. Beast is
2: can. hot. I agree. Yes,
3: beast, Beast. Yeah. Beast, Beast. 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 <laughs> beast. <laughs>
0: Yes, it's <laughs> kind of like a giant Wookiee isn't he? Really, yeah. just a bit more like a Wookiee lion. I know, I know they
1: put lots of effects on his voice. It is his normal voice, but they put a lot of effects on him when he's mm. the beast. And I know when he's when he's thinking during the the kind of the Winter Wonderland scene, uh, that's his normal
0: voice because that's in his head. Mm. um but yeah but, i'm not sure if it's the same as a singing voice i'm not sure i will say the kill the beast i think that was probably my favorite song yeah it was probably the shortest as well like i didn't i don't think <laughs> music... my
3: brother's favorite song is the gaston song that's the best yes. song the gaston <laughs> song is song.
2: <laughs> the best song absolutely it tells you everything you need to know that song mm.
0: that's yes. why it's so good hmm. i want to clarify <laughs> i don't think the music in this is bad i, I want to yes, clarify you do. that you hate I, I, the beast. I, I just think that it's there's certain songs which i, I do like them and i thought it was all, but after I've listened to it now that it's over there's nothing that makes me want to go back and listen to them whereas I found with most other Disney films there's really really memorable like I remember how the song goes immediately after or I have a real desire I think me and Dan probably just feel about music about Hercules and (laughs) Beauty and the Beast just swapped a bit whereas I'm like no Hercules damn you and you're like no it's Beauty and the Beast What an Oscar how dare you sir
1: I will say um, it's very much like a musical because it is a, kind of a little samey a lot of the songs. Yes. but they are, they are they are varied. But it's the same style. Mm-hmm. And I think with with Hercules, there is it's very varied in its yes. style. Yes, so that's probably what I, I like. The you most. have the ballads, you have the you have the kind of the gospel version as well. But it it's very much like oh, this is the the music from the same musical by the same writers. You can tell that that's organic. Um, I'm going to make you feel really bad now, Mike. Because the, the guy who, one of the guys who wrote the music, he died before he got his Alpha Oscar. Oh.
2: Ooh, hmm. yeah, yeah, sad. Thanks yeah. for that, Dan. Yeah. Um, well, you just, hate his music, so how
1: I do, you, you, how <laughs> do you feel now? do and, and his partner, his partner went up on stage and accepted
0: it, it for him because he wasn't there. Oh, that's sweet. Um, yeah. well he did a great job and he deserved <laughs> yeah. you know recognition backtrack, I'm sure it probably was the best I'm sure it was backtrack. probably the best musical mu- I don't know what films came out in 1991 that were musical so mm. you know good job to him um, is there anything you want to add because I know Ria has got some things to say about <laughs> I, music
3: I just want to say sorry Mike that was very
0: <laughs> mean <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't need to ever apologise to me it's alright you'll never offend me at all <laughs> you don't need to be fine in the Gaston song how many eggs does he say he eats? <laughs> a five dozen eggs. That is five. an insane
3: amount of eggs. You and I were
2: that's like, how it he six, gets large?
0: Six dozen. Because <laughs> I remember it was. Oh, maybe it's it six dozen.
3: Six dozen eggs, eggs every day. <laughs> but he,
0: as a child, he said he had two
1: dozen eggs.
3: Yeah, as a child, he had two dozen eggs. <laughs> oh, that was the only bit. That was the other bit that really made me no one, laugh. No, no one he's got,
1: no one who's not mentally well, like, it's <laughs> <That's laughs> got, got, got to affect. It's got to affect you somehow. It's a but crazy yeah. amount of eggs. Yeah, definitely. He's he's probably he's probably crazier than old crazy Maurice. I
2: mean,
0: he's the crazy. Yeah, one. Oh, I he love Maurice. Crazy. Which yeah.
1: one's Maurice? The the
0: the crazy dad. old Maurice. The inventor. That was Dad. Oh, I, it's because you called him Crazy Maurice. I was thinking That's of someone what the actually, actually, him No, but I was thinking of someone who was actually mental in Disney. And I was going, like, who's all the crazy characters I know of in Disney? And I was like, oh, oh yeah, because Maurice. I was like, he basically looks like the the dad the the uh, in Aladdin. I think they used use the exact same... Yeah, like, <laughs> Literally, I saw him and I was like, he looks just like the soldier. Crazy Sultan.
3: old Maurice is basically just
1: my dad. <laughs> 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 Out,
0: uh, classic.
1: And now. And, now, and now
0: you're locked up with Mike.
3: I am, the beast. Yeah, yeah the beast. Hey!
0: Bit of Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> I don't know about that. I mean, there are some problematic things with this film, but I think that's what Rhea's going to gonna tackle because Rhea wow. you haven't said your big thing I, I I was rambling on for so long about well, like,
2: nothing. I'd like to say that when he was a lad he ate four dozen eggs <laughs> right, every morning to dos- help him get lost. <laughs> Sorry, so bit we of grown he eats five dozen eggs <laughs> <oats, laughs> so he's roughly good. the size
0: of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of
2: a little It is a crazy <laughs>
0: amount
1: of a
2: a Every day, and like, does he have them fried, scrambled,
3: raw and smoothie? Like, I'm just imagining fun. him, like, chugging them down. Well,
2: like,
1: in the actual chicken.
3: animation, <laughs> like, <squinting>. they chuck <laughs> the whole
2: eggs, don't they? Are They're they all raw? All. Does he eat them raw? I, I think, think he, like, he eats like, them
3: straight from the chicken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Pez, <laughs> like, like a it like a Pez dispenser. Sucking them down. Pull <laughs> <laughs> <For> the tail.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yum, yum. Delish.
3: Oh, dear. Like a spud gun. <laughs> Shooting, I think that is.
0: I'm pretty certain there's a game where you hold chicken and you shoot, and it shoots eggs out. But I can't think. I think it's like Alien Hominid or something like it's, that. Is is another thing that Beauty the Beast
1: owes to? Well, all the other films after Beauty and the Beast owes. Pixar animated the ballroom scene, so the ballroom on the spinning, mm. and the um, and they developed a computer animated system called Caps. And this was kind of very much the basis for what Pixar would then go on to do with like Toy Story and various other. And that was kind of, they used it a little bit in Mermaid and they used it a little bit in Rescuers Down Under, but this was a whole sequence. So this was a big job and a big deal. So Mm. to do, and it's still like, watching Beauty and the Beast in HD as well um, looking at some of the other ones, some of the older ones, like Cinderella, they're a bit sketchy. You can see where the line art is and things like that. But Beauty and the Beast is just its just gorgeous. It's a beautiful, mm. beautiful film. And also, going back on a feminist uh, rant again, um, this film is the first film where the heroine is not rescued by the prince. So, well,
0: a Disney film that's ever had a female... Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah a female character mm. that's been rescued by a male the male protagonist or whatever you want to call him. Um, And I I like to think that Belle is kind of the Batman of the Disney princesses (laughs) because she doesn't have super strength. She doesn't have the sea helping her out. You know, she doesn't have um, magic hair. She is literally, all of it is down to her Her intelligence, craftiness, uh, just willingness, sheer force of will and force of strength of character
0: oh i'd have to describe it her charisma uniqueness nerve and talent that's that that's good as well that's, that's all from, good that's from rupaul's drag race
1: well i mean i mean why not there's <laughs> i mean there's some disney princesses for you yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah we're I talking agree. about it you know there you go yeah, um sorry. so yeah i i think i think um again just i think you don't get a lot of these other films later on, characters that we've talked about without Belle. But that's just me. I'm on a, I mean, I'm on a Belle love scenario. You're thing. about
0: Belle simp. That's, it's fine. I'm a Belle simp. Bell simp. Yeah. Let's <laughs> put it, let's put it simply as that. Simply yeah. as that. And uh, for and, Meg as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, and in know case, <laughs> <laughs> I did know. Is there... Smooth. Nice. Uh, with it Nice. With the Beauty and the Beast stuff, was, was there the, some, some sort of big? Because uh, I, I don't think you've managed to say that much about her, uh, Beauty and the Beast as of yet, or am I, I just have picking been on you?
2: So silent. I feel like Gaston. Nobody will listen to me <laughs> and what my needs are. Um, so I think it's really important to remember what I mean—not remember for you, but to understand what impact Beauty and the Beast had on little girls at the time. So. If you went to a party that was a Disney princess party, everybody was dressed up in big dresses, blonde hair, and, like, that was it. The only sort of difference we had was the Little Mermaid, which I loved as a kid. Very problematic now. Blah, blah, blah. But, you know, still people didn't, like, really... Like, it wasn't dressing up as Little Mermaid. It was always Cinderella. It was always Sleeping Beauty. They were always passive, beautiful princesses with gorgeous golden hair. That was the Disney princess Beauty and the Beast came out, and suddenly all of us little, apparently boring, dark-haired girls who liked books were suddenly interesting. You know, and it's it and it sounds really simple to distill it down to that. It's, you know, obviously it's a lot more complex, but I had never seen a Disney princess that was me reflected on the screen. And so and you talk to women my age, and you know even you know even younger. I think because you probably still would have watched them in the same order. And all of a sudden there was a princess who wasn't a princess to start with, who you understood who was you on the screen. I mean I'm not going to go into diversity of Disney princesses because we're talking about this specifically. But it was crazy at the time. All of a sudden people, you know, little girls wanted to go to parties with brown hair like yours. And that is hugely impactful, and that's why this film is. And it sounds so stupid and surface level, but that's why that film, this film, is really important to so many women. And it's exactly all the thing that Dan said. I cannot say it better than him. He has said it all. You know, she has her own agency. Even Ariel, Little Mermaid, does not have her own agency. Things are done to her. It may have the best songs, but let's not talk about it. Uh, shh, you know, and. And that had never been seen before. And it isn't until you're older that you realize the impact of that. I used to obsessively watch Beauty and the Beast even as a teenager, like just like every weekend or something, you know, just like whack it on and watch it and just be like, oh my God, she loves books. Oh, have you seen this little thing that happens, you know, when she's in the library and she sees this thing? She's curious about seeing the flower, you know, she's not there to take the flower. She's not going to take the flower and run away. She's curious. She can see that there's something magical about it. There's something different. She's like her dad when he goes into the castle and picks up uh, like the clock and wants to understand it. And that's what Belle wants to do in the castle. She wants to explore. She wants to understand things. But she can still be kind. Like, she is not so smart that nobody understands her, which is how people would play it today if we were making that film today. You know, She's still kind, she's still understanding, she gives the beast a chance. She gives everybody in the castle, castle a chance. She even kind of gives Gaston a chance, really. You know, Kind of, like she's yeah. a bit, she shouldn't, but you know he comes into the house, she does kick him out and everything, but if he was willing to change a little bit, you get the feeling that maybe she'd be like, okay, maybe I'll consider it. And And that we had never seen before. And that's why this film is really important within the Disney world, because it's just so new. And so I still remember my mind being blown. Like she liked books, but she actually liked books. She went to a library and was bored by the books. I would go to the library and would be bored by the books I was told I was allowed to read. Like, mind gone.
0: And also she's you know she's a conventionally attractive
2: person is, who likes yeah.
0: books and things that i, I know I'm, I'm not trying to reduce her down to that but it's an element that i was only just uh, thinking of and i apologize for anyone who loves beat the beast and feels like i'm telling people it's not important because obviously i'm a, <laughs> yeah obviously it wasn't for me necessarily but i'm glad that it was for so many individuals and i'd never thought of those things so i appreciate those perspectives um but also it's nice that she's not that sort of you know started the film with glasses and then suddenly yeah. the glasses come off, the hair comes down, and suddenly a woman is sexy. It's like, no, that's, that's not how it works. Only nerds can wear glasses. It's like, I'll, I'll take my glasses off right now. I won't become any sexy.
1: <laughs> I guarantee, it. I but you guarantee look, she,
2: it. She chooses to love Beast as well. Mm-hmm. She doesn't fall in love with him. She chooses to love him. He lets her go, and she goes off. Again, she could stay in a lesser film she would stay because she has been stockholm syndromed Hmm. which lots of people like to thirt beauty and the beast and i don't think that holds any water really she know she chooses to come back and love him she thinks he's dead and she's crying and she says i love you she doesn't know that he's going to come back to life as far as she's aware he is dead she loves him she will move on with her life and then he comes back to life as the prince less sexy so disappointing um but you know it she has choices throughout and she makes those choices sure she's still like in a world where there's restrictions on women so she's having to you know it's it's almost Jane Austen you know she's having to make choices within restrictions but she still gets to make choices I'm going to say choices again choices choices choices
0: (laughs) agency
1: that's what women want. They want choices. They want the choice. To do stuff, not to be able to do stuff is shit. Have, give women the choice, for God's sake, in all opportunities. Keep going. I, <laughs> I, I felt like that I was really going to get away believe, from you. No, I believe it. I believe <laughs> that. that's it. That's it. My, that's my long and short feminist rant. Just give women choice and let them
0: respect those choices. Boom. Is it something to wrap it down and t- wrap it down? I think that's the saying, say, Wind it down, down to slightly less how uh, brilliant it is for women, how important it is. Just a question that I have. It's a silly question that doesn't ruin the film at all. Love it. Come on. The magical objects, they obviously sleep. So do they eat? It's so weird, Mike. I don't know. <laughs> they didn't think about it at <laughs> don't all. Don't into
2: it because it's disturbing. Because also, it's does it mean that
3: if the beast doesn't get someone to fall in love with him, does that mean all of the get, all of the people that did they all stay? What did they do? Why do they all have to stay in, like in animal objects? They didn't mm. do anything wrong. That's like thought, Lumiere so. wants to shag a duster, right? <laughs> I've
2: been burned how... by you before. <laughs> yeah. Such a good line. But how would they actually do it? He's romancing her. To what end, Lumiere? You don't have a p- penis. She doesn't have a vagina. Like, it's so confusing. Don't think about Ria,
1: it. Ria, there are other ways of
0: having sex. I don't know if you know this. <laughs>
1: oh, it's called
0: altercose. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's just lots of um, we're meeting the beast. Like I. I did enjoy it somewhat, but I, I said that I actually probably wouldn't watch it again in a rush. Uh, I was I said to Megan, I was like, I actually didn't, I, I didn't enjoy it anywhere near as much as I thought I would, if I'm completely honest. And, and that's not taking away from the film and its importance and stuff. It just... you don't
3: appreciate the true amazement that is Angela Lansbury. I
0: think it's, <laughs> the problem is because the film is so... I've obviously seen the film before, and it's because it's so heavily referenced. And although the more intricate details of the plot are um important you know it's quite a simple premise and under that disney guys i'm not saying these other films aren't but i feel like for me it it didn't land as much as i wanted it to so although i think it is an important film and when i eventually have kids i will definitely be showing them that if mm. only oh no Megan wouldn't let me not show them anyway but because <laughs> of what you Mike guys have said have how, important, yeah. how important how <laughs> important it is and stuff but like for me as an individual <laughs> re-watching it like i'm I don't want to be a downer. I, I, this is one of my least favourite, I'd say, of of I, the I'd, Disney films. I'd, I'd agree that is, it's
1: a relatively simple premise, but there is some incredibly complex ideas within that simple premise, Yeah, I think. And they are explored as much as they can be within a hour and 24 minutes Mm. in a kids film as well. I think they explore them very, very well, you know, however briefly that may be. But um, it's a landmark film for Disney. It brought Disney back kind of from the brink a little bit as well. And it started a huge slew of Aladdin, Lion King, you know, there was a big, good run, a good, solid run of some absolute bangers. And, And again, I think the future, the course of Disney might not be where it is today, you know, even... I think even in was it no, no, I'm thinking of another company. But yeah, it might have been a totally different story for Disney. Like they take they've taken over the world now, but yeah. who's who's to know if, you know, after Black Cauldron and and that slew of films, they mm. could have gone right into their bin.
0: Um, but yeah. Because I haven't think, seen that either. It, it <laughs> I think there's loads it. of these films. I've probably just I
3: haven't seen it either, but I know of it. I just haven't yeah. seen
0: most B list or C list Disney films. So I've just seen all the best ones. And I think of all the best Disney films, for me personally Beauty and the is low but I still think it's an objectively good I movie. keep
3: saying to Mike that I want to do a, like a, a rewatch of all of the Disney films yeah, so it's such wow. it is a, it's a big endeavour
1: too many yeah. and and some of them are even on Disney Plus as well some stuff yeah. some you'd have to really them. you'd have to really hunt hunt for you've, those you've down. seen
2: Robin Hood haven't you
1: I, yeah, yeah I can't remember anything about it at okay. all just Made, Made Marion in that. that is an absolute <laughs> fox Oh, yeah. nice.
0: um, well, I, I want to say with this because um, I looked it up on Hercules and I don't want to seem like I'm cheating Dan out of it unless he already <laughs> hey. knows off by heart but the the director uh, of... One, there's two directors basically of um, this film once again uh, mm-hmm. and they debuted in The Beast, Hunchback of Notre Dame and Atlant- uh, Atlantis uh, they also wrote like a bunch of some of the, the Shrek sequels and things as well, uh, but it was Gary Truesdale and then Kirk Wise also was a director And he did uh, Beauty and the Beast and Atlantis as well. Um, I saw Spirited Away was just on here, but I don't think he was. No, he definitely wasn't a director of that. Sorry,
1: maybe maybe directed the voice. Sound department.
0: he? He was on the sound department of Spirited Away. Okay. enough, and Prince and the Pauper he in the art department I
1: oh, know I was just looking at
3: what
0: it was oh, I thought that's what you are pointing to you wanted me to announce it to people I was, <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like okay I don't even know what that but is he's, he's
3: this <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't got my glasses on and the picture looked like it was a Muppets Christmas Carol <laughs> no, no it wasn't I'm afraid uh, well uh,
1: we, <laughs> could, we can only hope we can only hope that every picture is a Muppets Christmas Carol that yeah. is uh, I've got <laughs> one little one last bit of trivia about, about Beauty and the Beast in the Mandarin um, audio dub Jackie Chan
0: played the Beast nice oh really that's yeah. cool that is cool um is there anything anyone wanted to say about beauty and the beast uh before we move on to ria's pick <gasps> no.
1: no 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 let's, no, let's move mo- let's move let's move yeah but are we're you all right talking. to finish it yeah
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> i literally have just been nodding being like yeah i'm fine to move on <laughs> i, just...
1: my, my, I just my, my, are you always asking for permission
0: yes. for everything uh, I do a lot. Yeah, of the he's time. my
3: bitch. Um, I mean, yeah. Just
0: so we know. I do so not think <laughs> that's what I was going for. I wasn't quite it.
3: Get in your place. <laughs> mm.
0: Know your role. Could, it could be the other way around, could this, on a recorded podcast, or I'd get cancelled.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so you should. And so yeah, you should. Man, but it's empowering, so that's good. Sorry, Ria, please. Uh, it's, we've alluded to it anyway, but uh, please tell us what you're uh, championing.
2: So, we are about to talk about the most feminist Disney film there is, and possibly the best Disney film, Moana. Oh, yeah, yeah, just let it sink in. You know it's amazing. You know it's good. You know you just want to start singing
0: and that's the end of part one thanks as always for tuning in guys part two will be out at the usual time that's when we talk about Moana and Tangled but if you can't wait that long and you want to support the show and you want to get access to an audio feed that has hours and hours of exclusive content you can't find anywhere else please consider checking out my Patreon page patreon.com slash genuine chat. if you contribute as little as one pound a month which I think is about $1.50 for you Americans then you get access to the audio exclusive feed you can put into whatever podcast app you desire or you can listen on the patreon app or desktop site itself and you basically get access to about 80 episodes of afterthoughts which is myself and megan talking about other movies or tv series that we've seen we've done harry potter movies we've done star wars we've done a lot of the mcu movies we've done the newer ones that come out and we've done those spoiler free when we get back from the cinema we've also done none of those sort of main franchise films we've done the duke with jim broadbent that was out very recently we did a spoiler free discussion on that we've also done a numerous tv series where we do spoiler free discussions on that we did one on the book of mormon that we went and saw recently so there's a wide variety of just stuff that me and megan get up to normally when we go on road trips as well we normally record like a special episode just well on our phone in the car from whoever isn't driving and just talk about our trips and things so if you want a better insight into minor megan's life as well as our relationship in general the kind of stuff that we're watching and some of our opinions and a lot of them are very very funny primarily megan's me- megan's opinions on a lot of stuff is very funny then please consider checking out our patreon and if you want a taster without having to spend any money at all then you can go to the link in the description which goes to our first tom hank watch because we are doing a big old tom hanks rewatch for the whole of uh, 2022 and we started that off with big because megan had never seen it somehow so if you click the link in the description or just go to bit.ly slash tom hanks one uh, then you get access to the patreon post uh, which is open to all of you lovely people so you can check that out for free and then if you like the sound of that then you can consider becoming a patron, and then you can listen to our other tom hanks episodes I think we've released two others at the moment. I've got another one recorded. So we've done The Burbs, Turner and Hooch, Joe versus the Volcano. And then we've got A League of Their Own Jew and a few others before we get to Forrest Gump. We're going to do all the ones all the way up to today. We're not going to do series apart from I think we're going to do Band of Brothers. But uh, if you want to hear about that, please consider checking that out. But what is there to say aside from Patreon plugging? Well, my friends, make sure you check out Rhea and Spider-Dan's respective shows. rhea has got her own show, Femme on Film, on the feed of Comics in Motion. She's also got numerous episodes on the Pop Gorillas. She's also a part of Indie Comic Spotlight quite frequently. And she's obviously been on Genuine Chit Chat at the tail end of 2021. I think she's on twice, actually, which is quite cool. And for Spider-Dan, he's got his own show, Spider-Dan and the Secret Boars. He has done as well as the first Disney discussion show with Natalie, which is like four hours long. He's also done episodes with Angry Andy. I'm due to pop on the show in the coming months as well. And uh, as a starting point, I'd say, aside from the Disney discussion conversation he has with Natalie, I'd say that the Star Wars holiday special he did with Angry Andy is brilliant. And if you check out his conversation with Rhea's brother, Jack, who is obviously on the feed of Comics in Motion and is also in Pop Gorillas and a lot of the other places you can find Rhea, then check out their discussion on 1941, which is a Spielberg movie I'd never heard of. And judging by their critiques of it, I'm probably not going to watch. But you don't have to watch the film to enjoy their conversation on it because it is a barrel of fun. So um, links to their relative social media and etc. is in the description. Make sure you give those guys all the love. But what have we got coming up on the feed of Genuine Chit Chat over the next coming weeks? Well, I'm in talks with a Star Wars content creator that I'm very excited about, so I'm just waiting for Disney to approve some of the questions that I've written for them, and then hopefully we'll get that underway, so I'm very excited about that. There's a couple of other individuals somewhat involved in Star Wars that I'm hoping to have on the show this year that I've reached out to. In addition to that, there's a couple of comic book people that I'm going to have on the show, and a couple of people who have confirmed there's someone who has a true crime podcast that I'm very excited to speak with. There's also a couple of artists that I've reached out to, one or two are returning a couple of new ones as in musical artists and things so i'm trying to get a bit of a wide variety uh, for this year i'm trying to as i always try and do i try and make each week slightly different from the last i know that this time i had a conversation with spider dan and then had another conversation with spider dan which does happen sometimes but uh, i am trying to make them slightly varied each week so you guys get a nice wide berth of conversation matter but aside from that, always make sure you check out the show notes for my menagerie of guest spots. I've got a few more lined up for this year, but the most recent one I have done was actually on Star Wars Timeline. So I went on there for the fifth time uh, in the last year. Uh, the first time I went on Star Wars Timeline was to compare the three trilogies of Star Wars together. Then the next three times was me and Ben, who's the host, talking about each individual sequel trilogy movie for about two hours ago. I'll link to that in the description. But the most recent one was me and Ben talking about accents in Star Wars, which is not something I'd ever really considered, and until me and ben started talking about it so we talk about how each character's accents and the way they talk really has a good showing of their character and how it affects star wars as a whole and it's it was a really cool conversation that one primarily focused on the original trilogy with a bit of stuff from the prequel trilogy but there's so much to talk about we are undoubtedly going to do a part two of that as well so um, make sure you look out for that obviously go subscribe to star wars timeline and if you want to support genuine chit chat, but you don't want to do it financially over on Patreon, then that is okay. You can support it in a wide variety of other ways. You can write reviews for it on Apple Podcasts or Podcast Addict or Good Pods. You can just rate it on Spotify. You don't even need to write anything on there. You can share with your friends. You can share on social media to people who aren't your friends. Also, you can subscribe to the channel on YouTube because once I get past a hundred subscribers, then I can change the channel link name, which I've been wanting to do for a while. But I know that almost no one listens on YouTube, which I appreciate, which is why I've been putting a lot more YouTube content on. There. There. If you listen to my episode to Styles, Comics, and Canon, they're all in playlists over there. If you listen to Genuine Chit Chat, which I assume you are because you're listening to this part, then all of my conversations there are also in playlists to do with genre and things. So it's a nice, easy way to kind of, if you're a new listener for Genuine Chit Chat or Styles, Comics, and Canon, it's a really good way to kind of find your way and listen to the episodes that may appeal to you. In addition to that, the majority of my conversations do have video now. It depends on the guest. You know, if the guest isn't comfortable with it or if it just doesn't work for any reason, then I don't bother with it necessarily. But a lot of the guests are happy to have video recorded of them, and this conversation is no different. So we'll be releasing the video conversation of our chat on YouTube when part two drops. So it'll be the full episode there, so I don't have to split it and stuff, because my, my laptop takes forever to export video files. It literally takes it out for like a day to do that. So um, yeah... Lots of reasons to subscribe on YouTube and anyone who does that, I do appreciate greatly. But I do appreciate any of you guys, even if you don't rate and review, even if you don't share on social media, even if you don't contribute on Patreon or even subscribe on YouTube. I want you to know that I appreciate you massively for just taking the time out of your day to listen to my show. So, um, yeah, I appreciate each and every one of you guys for listening, as always. And I'll be back next week with part two of the Disney discussion. You have just
2: experienced host, creator, everything else of genuine chit chat. And also the host and creator of Star Wars Comics and Canon, found on the Comics in Motion podcast, Mike Burton.